Today in Science from Wired. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off US versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous US China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. Somebody just buy the ISS already by Nick Stockton. 220 miles above Earth flies the International Space Station, a $70 billion engineering marvel that no one has any idea what to do with. Short-term, sure. Astronauts, science, zero-gravity viral videos. Longer-term, spending $3 billion to $4 billion annually to keep the ISS running conflicts with NASA's other ambitions, like visiting Mars. Congress holds NASA's purse string, so ultimately the decision lies with that august body. Yesterday, a congressional subcommittee heard four space experts testify on the relative merits of saving versus scrapping the space station, or at least the U.S. portion of it. The hearing yielded few new insights. But there's one simple answer that no one at the meeting really discussed. Sell the ISS to someone rich. Okay, not that simple. After all, anyone interested in buying the station would negotiate the terms not just with the U.S., but with the station's four other owners. Plus, the investment may never pay off. Experts have promised a near-Earth commercial boom for years. On the other hand, it's a space station, in space, that NASA, given its current budgetary pickle, might happily sell for nickels on the dollar. Officially, Congress must make a decision on the ISS by 2024, when its funding expires. But beyond routine maintenance and the occasional orbital boost, the station needs no major repairs. As it happens, some stuff is functioning vastly better than imagined, says Keith Cowing, editor of NASA Watch, a NASA watchdog who helped design the station as a NASA employee in the 1990s. Maintenance is little things like replacing batteries when they die or tightening valves when they need it. What Congress doesn't want to do is keep shelling out money to keep the thing operational. That three or four billion dollars spent each year mostly goes toward launching astronauts and accounts for about half of NASA's human exploration budget. The same pile the agency would need to send people to Mars, the moon, an asteroid, or whatever its next ambition might be. 
Here's how Brian Babin, U.S. Representative from Texas and chair of the U.S. House's Subcommittee on Space, framed the conundrum. While I believe it is in the nation's interest to encourage a thriving economy in space, we must balance our support for private sector efforts while also prioritizing NASA's role as an exploration agency. NASA promised that the research and development capabilities of the ISS would inspire a thriving commercial economy in low Earth orbit. And true, many biomedical and nanomaterial companies learn gobs about whatever molecules, living or dead, they want to study in microgravity. NanoRax has been a huge success, and apparently Budweiser wants to research space beer. Add that up, however, and the ISS is still in the red, even with a government-mandated nonprofit charged specifically with ginning up business. Nobody has found a killer app for low Earth orbit yet. Cowing sympathizes with NASA's funding plight and says it shouldn't indefinitely tie up resources on a mission barely beyond the stratosphere, but he doesn't think that should seal IS's fate. NASA has spent decades building and operating this thing. Has gotten it to just the point where it can actually start doing things, and all of a sudden you want to scrap it all and start building something else. He says, "What a waste!" So here's the big gamble for all you space lovers with disposable income: this thing might not pay off in your lifetime, and keeping it running will be, gently put, a passion project. But it's already built with NASA tough technology. Waiting around to make up your mind until after Congress votes to send the ISS on a burn dive into the South Pacific means starting from scratch. Plus, buying it lets you do whatever the hell you want. I like to refer to the ISS as the undiscovered country, both in the Shakespearean and Star Trekian sense. Says Cowing, it's completely underutilized. Space tourism? Welcome to Hotel Leo. Movie set? Let Neil deGrasse Tyson find faults in the physics for anything filmed on location. Maybe you're an eccentric multi-billionaire with a rocket company and near-term plans to visit Mars. The space station provides a handy orbital base camp for assembling interplanetary spacecraft. Not everyone considers this a sound investment. If there were something really obvious for making money on the ISS, I think it would have shown up. And instead, we're still waving a lot of ideas around," says Henry Hertzfeld, space policy expert at George Washington University's Elliott School for Public Affairs. The U.S. remains the anchor tenant up there, which means most of the money private companies invest in the ISS do so because the government pays them to do so. About those other tenants, the negotiation with the rest of the ISS's owners might add to the cost of buying it, or if the other members require selling the thing off piecemeal, make the investment worthless. Seven years is still a long ways away, but it takes time to renegotiate a deal. He says, "Really, it's hard to plan anything when neither Congress or NASA has a definite goal in mind." Which might seem troubling to some, but if you're in the mood to strike a deal, seems like just the time you've been waiting for. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. 
and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.